Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women's Hoops podcast. I'm your host, Noreen Doherty. And why do I feel like this basketball season just keeps getting more and more exciting? I feel like there's never been this many upsets in a season before. Like, I feel like we kind of wait until the tournament for all these upsets, but we're getting them mid-season, and I'm not complaining. I'm loving it. So with there being lots of upsets so far this season, especially in the last couple weeks, there's been a lot of changes in the polls this week, which first, let me start. Last week, I said that Duke was re- was not receiving votes and that they weren't ranked, which was a horrible lie. <laughs> they were ranked last week at number 19, I believe it was. And now this week, yeah, they were 19. This week, they're number 16. I The freaking AP poll online when I'm on my computer, it has these ads in between. Like, it doesn't give me the full list. Like, it break after number 10, I get an ad. After number 17, I get an ad. So, like, I'm, I'm, that's how I missed Duke last week. And then when I was talking on the podcast, I was looking at the list of people receiving votes and I didn't see them there. And I was like, oh, wow. Duke isn't receiving votes. Wild. And I was so confused. And then I watched them play over the past week and it said number 19 Duke. And I was like, oh, well, my mistake. (laughs) So there's that. Duke is ranked number 16. And then the biggest one I want to talk about, Illinois is in the top 25 for the first time in 23 years. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what they do the rest of the season, especially in conference play. They have their biggest upcoming test, I think, will be next Wednesday against Indiana. This past week on Sunday, they almost upset number three, Ohio State. I think that's kind of what pushed them into the top 25 was how close it was. They were pretty much leading the whole game, but Ohio State, they have had some weird games lately. I feel like they've been trailing to unranked opponents and then like literally the fourth quarter or the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter, they just go off and they somehow come out with the win. So Ohio State is still undefeated. They're one of three teams that are still undefeated. And that is Ohio State, LSU, and South Carolina. So South Carolina, still number one, I feel I like I know I haven't talked about them a lot on the podcast this year and this year as if I've done it in previous years but I haven't talked about them much because I feel like we just kind of expected out of South Carolina like they're just dominant and we know that they're gonna win and it's gonna take a lot to knock them out of number one I mean this past weekend they did have a battle with Mississippi State but they came out on top so I don't know if I think if they suffer a loss then they'll be then they will no longer be ranked number one, but I honestly just don't see that happening. They're just too good. And then LSU, they move up to number five this week in the poll. It's the first time they've been in the top five since 2009. And now that they're in SEC play and we're seeing them have those challenges that I've been wanting them to have all season long, you can just tell how dominant they are. I mean, Angel Reese is just incredible she's incredible. That's all I can say. She's, at least for me, she's my favorite player this season. She's consistent. And that's what I say to everyone. I say, it's her consistency for me because you 
know you expect her to have a double-double because she has had a double-double every game this season. And she's averaging over 15 rebounds a game. I mean, she's had two games so far this season with 20 plus rebounds. Last week, she had friggin' 28 rebounds. Like, are you kidding me? Like, 28. It's just insane to see her move from Maryland. And I know she was, she was still great there, but I just feel like the move to LSU was perfect for her. Like, it's just been the perfect fit, and she's just been showing how special of a player she is. Okay, before I get into a couple of teams that I want to talk about this week, I want to talk about Maddie Segrist from Villanova, because last week she passed Rebecca Lobo and Maya Moore for most career points in Big East Conference games. So she has 1,279 points scored in just Big East Conference games. I think it's crazy that she passed these two UConn greats. And then she also broke the Big East record for most Player of the Week awards with 13. The previous record was 12, and it was held by Rebecca Lobo and Angel McCautry from Louisville. So just seeing her name amongst these you know, historic women in women's basketball. It, I just like, I get excited for the future of Maddie Segrist. Like, is she going to go into the WNBA and just be like phenomenal? Is she going to go play for Team USA and be like the best player? Like, I'm just so excited for the future of Maddie Segrist. Okay, a couple teams I need to talk about this week. First being UConn. I know I feel like I talk about them too much and I don't necessarily want to be talking about them, but they've just been in the news so much it's kind of ridiculous. But again, that's kind of the whole bias with UConn being close to ESPN and everyone wanting to cover them, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, there is news on them. (laughs) Gino announced that he is going to step away from the team for a little bit just to focus on his health. He came back for a game or two. I came, I think it was two games. And then he said he needed to step down and focus on his health again. So I'm hoping he's healthy. I'm hoping nothing's seriously wrong. I know the past probably what month, yeah, month, month and a half for him has been tough after he lost his mom, had the flu, blah, blah, blah. So hopefully he just needs some time to just relax and not worry about anything and maybe just grieve his mom for a little bit and then he can come back. I I don't think he'll be out too long. But speaking on that, I don't think it's going to be long until Gino retires at this point. I think if Paige Beckers was healthy, if Paige Beckers was healthy this year, I bet she'd be going into the WNBA next year. That would be if UConn wins a national championship. I think Paige Beckers wants to win a national championship at UConn. And I think Gino wants to be there with Paige winning the national championship. So I know I'm kind of talking in circles here, but I think Gino is going to stay at UConn until Paige leaves, regardless of if they win a national championship or not. But I'm talking hypothetical here. Had Paige been healthy this year and had they won a national championship, I think he would have retired and Paige would have gone to the WNBA. But here we are. UConn's falling apart. Paige is not playing. Gino's not coaching right now. So 
I don't know. And then on top of that, they had to postpone their game against DePaul this past Sunday because they didn't have seven scholarship players available to play. That's the Big East rules. You have to have seven scholarship players available to play. And they did not, so they had to postpone. So they should be good to go at St. John's on Wednesday, January 11th. But I don't know. This team is just falling apart. They're still good somehow, <laughs> but they're falling apart. The other team that I really, really want to talk about and I'm really excited about is Miami. They had two upsets in this past week. They're not ranked. They are not ranked. But first, they upset number 22 North Carolina on Thursday. And then this past Sunday, they upset number nine Virginia Tech. In both games, they shot over 40% from the floor and three-point range. And then against Virginia Tech, they had a field goal percentage of 53%. So my question is, why are they not in the top 25 this week after upsetting two top 25 teams? I don't know. Their next big challenge will be next Thursday, January 19th, when they play NC State. I think if they get that win that might be what puts them into the top 25. But I don't know if this plays a factor into the top 25 or what. It's not like Miami has one standout player. Like, they have a very well-balanced team when you look at their stats. So Haley Cavender is their leading scorer with 13.2 points per game, which when you think of someone who's a leading scorer for a top 25 team, I feel like they're averaging closer to 20 points. But then their next leading scorer has 11.9. Then they have two players averaging eight points, three players averaging seven points, another player averaging 6.5. Like, a lot of people are contributing, even though nobody's really, like, nobody's really, really standing out. And the same goes with their uh, rebounds and assists. Like, again, a lot of people are contributing. I think when you have a team that is well-balanced, everyone has a part, I think that just builds the camaraderie of the team. And, you know, they know they really have to play together. They have to know each other well and know where each other is going to be, all that. And I think if you have a team that really knows each other, they love each other, all that. They're going to work well together and they're going to go far. And I think this Miami team can do exactly that. Okay, now I need to talk about Boston College. They opened the new year. So on January 1st, they lost at number five Notre Dame, 85 to 48. Huge loss. Huge, huge loss. Huge conference loss. Got, you know, beat down by a top five team. Then last Thursday, they go on to upset number 10 NC State. It's their first top 10 win since 2010. Dontavia Wagner had 23 points and 10 rebounds. She actually played for NC State her freshman year, which was 2020 to 2021. So for her to go off on her former team, you love to see it. Then BC freshman Taina Mare, which Please forgive me if I'm saying these names wrong. I couldn't find a pronunciation guide for BC, but 
this is what I heard on the broadcast. But I'll just call her T-Mare from now on because that's what she goes by. That's what BC tweets everything. They just call her T-Mare. So T-Mare at NC State had 15 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. I'd never heard of this girl before, but she's pretty damn good. She's tied for number one in the country in total assist with Nika Mule for with 130 assists on the year so far. She's also fifth in the country in assists per game with 7.2, one spot behind Olivia Miles. So as a freshman, she's playing pretty damn well. BC shot 50% from three-point range. They shot six for 12 from beyond the arc, while NC State shot just 23.8%. They went 5 for 21. So I think that was kind of the big killer for the Wolfpack in this game. BC head coach Joanna Burnaby McNamee. She's been there since 2018. This was her 200th career win. So of course, after they beat a top 10 team, I had to go to their home game on Sunday and they were playing Florida State, which I thought was going to be a great matchup. Florida State's been a great team this season. I've been kind of keeping tabs on them, especially their freshman, Tanaya Latson. But in this game, Latson was kind of quiet. She only had 10 points when she averages 24.7 points per game, which is fifth best in the country. So I was kind of disappointed to see that. She shot four for 17 from the floor. So she had kind of a tough go at it. But I also think BC did a really good job of defending her. They knew what they were getting themselves into in this game with Tanaya Latson being as good as she is. So I think BC's game plan and their defense against her and the rest of the Seminoles, I just thought they did a very, very good job. Wagoner had 21 points, 14 rebounds, four steals, and three assists. So back-to-back double-doubles for her. T-Mare had 17 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds. And then Andrea Daly and Allie Van Timmerman both had 12 points for the Eagles. So since the start of the season, Tania Latson has been the ACC Freshman of the Week. There has been no other ACC Freshman of the Week so far this season. Until this week. And T-Mare got it. So... I just, I love that. You know, they, BC goes up against Florida State, who has the undefeated ACC freshman of the week, if you will. And then T-Mare goes off. She went off at NC State. I mean, just think of that. Like, this freshman, she's a Boston kid, too. She had an incredible game against a top 10 team, another incredible game against... Uh, a team that's receiving votes and a, a very good ACC competitor. And then she knocks off the reigning ACC freshman of the week. I love that. That's amazing. So I'm excited to see what BC does next. I know, like, this just has kind of convinced me that the ACC is the best conference in women's basketball right now. Just anything can really happen. This week, they're playing Syracuse and then they're at UVA on Sunday. I think UVA will be a better game for them. And then next week they'll play Louisville, which will be another tough matchup. So it'll be interesting to see if they keep winning. I think just after that big loss to Notre Dame, it really just set them off, turned them around, and now they're on a new path. And I can't wait to see where that leads. (laughs) 
So I know last week's episode was titled Upsets, Upsets, and More Upsets, and I want to title this episode that too, (laughs) because it's been insane. It's been nonstop. Last week, like, I'm just going to rattle these off. There, a lot, a lot happened. So first we have unranked Colorado gave number eight Utah their first loss of the season. Utah, Utah drops just two spots to number 10. So not huge, but an unranked team giving a top 10 team their first loss of the season. I think that's big. Then Seton Hall took down number 24, St. John's, 72 to 51. 21 points they won by. St. John's no longer ranked, but both teams are receiving votes. St. John's is still receiving more votes than Seton Hall, which I think is a little bit crazy. I think Seton Hall tends to be slept on a lot. I don't know why. They made it to the WNIT championship last year. So, I mean, the Big East looks really good this year and Seton Hall looks really good. So, they're definitely a team to keep an eye on. And then also speaking of the Big East, Providence beat number 25 Creighton 79 to 75. Creighton no longer ranked. About damn time. (laughs) I know I've been shitting on Creighton, but like, come on, they just needed to go. They needed to go and Illinois needed to come in. And like for Providence to beat them, I feel like Providence hasn't been good in a while. The Providence men's team has always been pretty good, and the women's team has yet to really get good. And so to see Providence beat a top 25 team, you know they gotta go. And then we had some close matchups during this past week. Number 16, Iowa, beat number 14, Michigan. Iowa moves up to number 12. Michigan drops to number 17. And then... Number 23, Baylor, beat number 21, Kansas, and Baylor is now number 18. They're on a four-game win streak. Kansas drops to number 23. Then on Sunday, we had two more upsets. Number 22, UNC, beat number four, Notre Dame. UNC stays at number 22 despite losing to Miami last week. I think taking down... Notre Dame, who's been pretty rock solid, just kind of made it even keel for them. And then number 17, Oklahoma, beat number 11, Iowa State. Stephanie Suarez for Iowa State tore her ACL in this game, and now she's out for the season, which is a huge, huge blow to the Cyclones. She averaged 14.4 points per game and 9.9 rebounds. Despite being number 17 and upsetting number 11 Iowa State, Oklahoma drops to number 19 because last week they lost to number 23 Baylor. So I think with Stephanie Suarez getting injured early in the game, I think maybe the AP poll voters kind of took that into consideration that it might have been, I mean, Oklahoma only won 82 to 79. So had Stephanie Suarez been playing the whole game, it could have been much different. I think that loss to Baylor is what made Oklahoma drop in these polls and also why Baylor is now number 19. All right, let's get into my little weekly awards section here. So my player of the week this week is T-Mare from Boston College. She had just two huge games, especially as a freshman. 
and she's just helping BC kind of on this upward trajectory. And with her being a freshman, it just gets me kind of excited for the next three years for the Eagles. I grew up going to BC basketball camps and wanting to play at BC myself. So to see a player like T-Mare and the rest of the roster, honestly, I think Coach Burnaby McNamee has put together a really good roster and I hope she continues to do so, which I think she will. And I would love to see BC become a really powerful women's basketball program. And I think T-Mare could be the face of it. The team of the week is Miami. Two top 25 upsets. They were unranked and now they're still unranked. And that's disappointing. But I think if they just keep playing the way they're playing and if they beat NC State next Thursday, I think they'll be in the top 25. Game of the week, BC upsetting number 10 NC State. That was just such an incredible win and I just can't believe NC State lost. Again, as I said earlier, the ACC this past week especially has been really exciting. And then my mid-major player of the week is Caitlin Young of Murray State. She dropped 43 points against Drake and added 10 rebounds, a steal, and a block. It's the second most points in a single game this season by any player. She's right behind Caitlin Clark and Anissa Morrow of DePaul, who both are tied for first with 45 points. Unfortunately, Murray State is on a two-game losing streak, and then they're going to be playing Belmont this Wednesday, January 11th, who Belmont's always been a very good team. So a big and tough competition coming up for Murray State. But with a player like Caitlin Young, you really never know. Okay, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you are enjoying this season. It's it's just so exciting. I got to get to more BC games because they're playing, obviously, all these incredible ACC opponents. So I need to make my way there more. But as always, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, whatever the podcast. You can follow the podcast on social media at Women's Hoops Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And my social media is at Nor, N-Zero-R, Darty, D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y on both Twitter and Instagram. Until next week, bye y'all.